everybody. J underscore Woodward underscore C here. Follow back. I will. Uh, who am I here with today? At Hunkleberry, Instagram and Twitter. <laughs> uh, but my last We're name streaming. is actually pronounced Hunkley, so. Yes. Uh, that's an allusion to uh, an upcoming film that I'm going to talk about. Okay, so, I, uh, yeah, I wasn't sure where we were going with that. Oh, really? Just like last week. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> and speaking of last week, we're doing some time traveling today, even though I guess Swoop. we technically always do because Dang. we always record Dang. before. Tenet? Tenet. Man, this is a tenet of an episode. Man, this tenet tastes real good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hopefully you listen to last week's episode God, or otherwise you're <laughs> incredibly confused. Uh, but uh, we're recording this on the same day as our last uh, episode because yes. uh, Lauren and I are going to be out of town. You, right. If you want the full explanation, listen to last week. Yeah, and we loader. are not talking about Tenet this week. So we if you not. want to hear about Tenet, go back to ne- last Whew, week. It's a doozy. We talk. Whew. We do some talking. Uh, this week, I mean, I guess we should redo our our uh, housekeeping stuff, I guess. That's true. It feels like we've already done it. That's because we did. <laughs> That's all right. right. Well, That's first true. of all, um, maybe you've reviewed us on Apple Podcasts, but at the moment maybe. we don't have any new reviews. Yeah. Because again, we just recorded last week. So uh, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Pretty please. Um, hopefully, maybe you told us how you felt about Tenet, uh, good or bad, and we will read those next time. Yeah. If for sure. you if you sent them. Yeah. We really are time traveling, huh? Yeah. Follow us on social media at tgl underscore pod. Uh, we might do a beach post. Be like, That's true. the we green light at the beach. And this is the week where there's something during this episode that I'm going to show Jackson that I will post on social media. Okay, sounds good. Excited excited for that, my love. <laughs> um, what else? Uh, Patreon, please. Yeah. Uh, when this comes out, it'll be even closer to our next green lit episode. That's right. Once again, it's going to be a little bit into June. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's all, all right. I got. <laughs> uh, yeah, we, we do apologize. Yeah, uh, we love you all. Weird. We love you all, and thank you for supporting us yeah. financially. Yeah. Um, we don't want to get schmacked around uh, Jackson's tiny nieces and nephews. That is true. It, it, though it feels like they're always kind of schmacked. <laughs> not that my not that my uh, my brother and sister in law feed them alcohol, but just that they're, they just they're act crazy. like that. <laughs> they're 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 crazy little mongrels. So, uh, all right, is that it for housekeeping? Also listen to Who Is That The Mass Singer podcast. Oh, yeah, true. This week, uh, we will be recording that one live, actually, because that one's a bit more time-sensitive. Uh, yeah. We'll be watching the finale at the beach, uh, probably with my family, because they all watch it. Yeah. So uh, it'll be good. It'll be fun. Yeah. Uh, they might make an we'll appearance. Be recording th- Ooh, uh, that would quick, be fun. A quick appearance from the fam. Maybe we can get unnamed Jackson's dad on the unnamed, show. Unnamed Jackson's dad We on can the get show. him to say his own name by accident. Uh, he won't. <laughs> well, truly... Do you, you know that my dad doesn't go by his first name, right? Well, yeah, I know. Okay, okay. I wasn't sure if you, if you, there was another layer you didn't even know about my father, but. <laughs> well, I, to be fair, I didn't know that till uh, he co-signed on our lease. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Yep. Uh, anyways, uh, you don't know who my dad is at all of you. However, you could very easily find out, but let's dive, shall we? I'm, I'm ready to dive. Let's dive. Okay. Uh, should I go first this time? Since yeah, uh, you went it. first last time. Once again, both of these are still recent. Mine is more recent than Lauren's. Yes. Mine is uh, the 2018 movie No Escape Room. Yes. And mine is the 2020 movie Spree. Spree. Not the candy. Isn't there a Spree candy? Yes. Okay. Not Nothing to do with the candy. Nothing at all. Um, 
I think this is going to be a bit of a shorter one for me. Mm, me too. <laughs> okay, good. It's just going to be, it's it's vacation week. You Don't hold this against us. We also just recorded one. <laughs> we did just record one. Uh, but also, these are a little lesser known movies, so you're welcome for bringing them to your attention. Yay. Uh, all right. So let's just go into the synopsis of Spree 2020. Yeah. Uh, thirsty for a following, Kurt Kunkel is a rideshare driver who has figured out a deadly plan to go viral. So let me get a little more into that. Uh, so Kurt's a bit of a loner, not a great family life, uh, obsessed with social media. He devotes his life to it, to gaining a following. However, that doesn't really work out for him because he doesn't have much of a following. Uh, we're, we're assumed to believe he's probably, you know, around young college age. Yeah. Uh, I will assumedly. say that part of this movie hurt being a host of this podcast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm just having people uh, listening. He's yeah. like, wow, this hit double digits. And I'm like, oh. I, I know what that's like. Anyways. Uh, uh, so, yeah. Uh, he doesn't he doesn't find success. So, you know, he sort of amps it up in this movie. What does he do? He starts a live stream where he starts to murder his riders on the Spree Driving app. Woohoo. That's not really a spoiler. That's pretty much, you, you know that very that's quickly. That's the synopsis. Yeah. Uh, so let's get into who was involved with this movie before I talk any further about anything else. Uh, so this was written and directed by Eugene Kotlyarenko. 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 Let me see it. It's K-O-T-L-Y-A-R-E-N-K-O. Kotlyarenko. all that in my head. Kotlyarenko. Kotlyarenko. All right. I'm sure none of these are right. Sorry, Eugene, if you're listening. Come on the show to discuss. Um... I have not heard a single thing of a single thing this man has done, to be huh. quite honest. Well, honestly, very unknown. I mean, good, good first breakout yeah. thing. Yeah. Uh, so he's a Ukrainian filmmaker. Uh, he directed things such as A Wonderful Cloud, Wobble Place, and We Are. Okay, uh, so if those are maybe probably more well known in in the Ukraine. Then. Maybe, maybe. Or, 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 or is he, does he? Is does he live here then? He lives here. Oh, okay. Uh, at least now, uh, maybe some of those. I know some of those were from like 2015. Okay. Um, apparently all of his movies are kind of similar, not all of them, but he sort of, uh, this movie is a satire. It's, it's a bit right. of a satire on like social media culture, etc. Uh, so a bit of a high concept. And I, I, I believe some of his other themes involve not necessarily social media satire, but yeah. satires, just general vibes like this movie. Yeah. See, I hesitate to call anything high concept after Tenet. <laughs> That's the most <laughs> high concept, <laughs> even though it's like. Because I feel like high concept should be something that you can, like, explain in a sentence. Like, this That's one is true. like, Uber driver goes on a killing spree. So, so Social media says Uber driver goes on a killing spree, etc. But with Tenet, you have to, you gotta... You gotta uh, sit down. You got 120 pages you gotta get and a you drink. Still, it still doesn't make sense. <laughs> Anyways. Um, so, yeah, uh, kind of an unknown director, writer. Also, he had a writing partner, Gene McHugh. This is literally the only thing he's ever worked on. Wow. Spree. At least on his IMDb. I'm it's sure just, that's he's just worked on plenty of things. Because again, this is a good movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And and we'll get in more into that in a bit. Uh, let's talk about who's in this. Uh, this is starring really in a, like a, a tentpole role for him. Joe Keery plays Kurt Cuckle. Uh, we're with Kurt pretty much the whole time. Uh, this is Kurt's movie for sure. Uh, if you don't know, Joe Keery plays Steve on Stranger Things, which was like his big break. Yeah. Like, he had only, like, three guest stars before that, and then he, like, landed this Stranger Things. Wow. Which is, I'm jealous of him. Maybe yep. me. I mean, he Maybe is, someday. I mean, we haven't even like, gotten the guest stars yet, so yeah, it but, might I still mean, be coming. Uh, Joe Keery is, like, 28 years old. 28, 29. Which you wouldn't know by looking at him or knowing that he started as a high schooler. But yeah, wow. Anyways. 
this film also stars uh, Sashir Zamata uh, as comedian Jesse Adams. Uh, she's a comedian in real life, uh, known for being on SNL from 2014 to 2017. Uh, she was also on the TV show Woke, which I have talked about on this show before. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, Kyle Mooney as Miles Manderville, also on SNL. He's currently there, 2013 through present day. Uh, he was also in Zoolander 2, Brigsby Bear, and some other smaller roles. Uh, a few of uh, other people, sort of more fringe characters, but we'll talk about them. I mean, I guess Miles was a more fringe character. Uh, Chris Kunkel, who's Kurt's dad, Kurt's DJ dad, was uh, played by David Arquette. Yeah. Uh, you will know David Arquette for being the brother of Patricia Arquette, and also for the Scream franchise. Yes. He was in Scream. He no, was also I have a in Scream Connection too, actually. Oh, wow. This is just a Scream podcast. Uh, <laughs> he was also in a very Muppet Christmas movie. Hey. Which also stars Matthew Lillard. Yeah. Well, yeah, because I've talked about that too. Lots yep. of Scream connections today. Lots of Scream connections today. Wow. Anyways. Uh, finally, we have um, Bobby, uh, who is played by uh, Joshua Ovale, Ovale, who actually was a former Vine star. Uh, huh, he yeah. doesn't even look old enough. Yeah, he, was I he mean, on he Vine was as young. like a kid, I guess? Yeah, like a little kid? I mean, you've probably seen a lot of his stuff. Um, he was the, what up, I'm Jared, I'm 19, and I never effing learned how to read. Oh, that's right. That's right, yep. that's right. I forgot. Yep, and there, hold on, wait, before I say that. Yes. Um, so uh, there is actually a line in the movie that is an allusion to that. Kurt says that at one point in the movie. And so it's kind of a nod to oh, Bobby. Oh, that's funny. Bobby, yeah. So those those are the main people. Also, uh, Ariana Grande's brother is in this. That is a very small role. But anyways. That's interesting. Uh, this film is produced by Drake and Future. <laughs> yep. Uh, let that one sink in. Yes, the rappers. <laughs> uh, so that's cool, I guess. I didn't find much about why they did it. Just that Drake kind of liked it. <laughs> so he, he produced it which is cool so the the biggest gimmick about this film is that it's told told entirely through the lens of like in-world cameras so like kurt sets up like gopros in in his spree he he's on a live stream so the camera as his phone um security camera different security cameras are used so it's it's entirely told through that way through like sort of yeah and like other people's live streams their stories yeah. you know stuff like that it, it is it is sort of the next level of like found footage film if you will yeah like um not found footage but like posted footage yeah public footage S- stuff like that um so there there the are movies similar to this um Think of things like 2018 Searching or the Unfriended franchise that are told also told entirely through, like, laptop screens, etc. Now, these movies have a lot of things in common because they're very cheap to make. Yep. So let's talk about some of those movies that I mentioned and how successful they were because it might shock you. <laughs> so... The first unfriended movie, which came out in 2014, which I feel like was in a in a way a pioneer for kind of movies like this. When oh, I yeah. when I did well, some research, there it's w- the first one that did it like all out. Yeah. I feel like there were some other movies that did it before, even as early as 2002, which mm. shocked me. But for the most part, I feel like this was the big one of our era that sort of started this whole thing. So unfriended had no starred no one of note, like literally no one had a million dollar budget. Which honestly seems high, but a million dollar budget, it grossed $62 million worldwide. So That's a 62 times return. <laughs> like we talked about last week, it's successful, you know, it's considered a success if you can double your budget. Yes. 62, 62 times. times. Uh, a more recent movie, 2018 Searching, a very good movie, uh, starring, uh, what's his name? 
I'm bad for this. <laughs> I'm bad for this. Tell a joke. Um, My why... dad gave us a joke and he was mad. John Cho. It's starring John Cho. He gave us a joke? Yeah, he texted me a joke. I might not well, have told you. Text Sorry. me next time. <laughs> I'll read it. Yeah, text Lauren. Anyway, starring John Cho. This budget, which I was surprised at how low it was, because this has names in it, was $888,000. It grossed $75 million. That's even better. Yes. Now. Wow. Uh, there, there's one, before I get to the, to the big poppy of them all, uh, there was a movie, Sick House, that was filmed entirely on Snapchat. So, like, entire vertical, etc. Wow. Couldn't find a budget for this one. I just thought that was cool to mention. Yeah. It's very, uh, very quibby of them. Yeah. Now, I'm going to go back. We talked about found footage. The sort of most well-known and probably first found footage film, Blair Witch Project. Yes. Um. Oh, my gosh. Guess how much this cost to make. 500 grand. <laughs> much lower. <gasps> $60,000. Oh my god. Guess how much this movie made? 200 million. 248 million dollars. Oh my god. Worldwide. Ah! When done right. <laughs> now not grand. Granted, not all of these movies had similar success. I did cherry pick some of the better ones. Sure. But when done right, these movies can print money cuz they're print so money. cheap. They're so cheap. And like in this one there were a few like practical effects they needed. Sure. To- but overall, it's just people, actors acting into a camera. <laughs> yeah. You know, very cheap Into to a very cheap camera that you literally already own. Exactly. So, I, just, just fun facts about those movies. Print just think about this all being shot on, like, you know, basically phones and GoPros. Yeah, like, exactly. Wow. Meanwhile, other movies are using, like, cameras that cost 50 grand. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, so, uh, the writer-director, Eugene, uh, he calls this movie, like, a dark cultural satire. Uh, one that takes the good, but mostly the bad, of social media to disturbing heights. Uh, he had Joe Keery and, um, Sashir. Oh, no, I closed it. Whoa, what's going on, laptop? Whoa, whoa, whoa. What are we doing? But yes, the woman who plays Jesse Adams. Yes. Okay, I'm sorry. My laptop's freaking out right now. Okay. I think there was just something on it. It's a t- I have a touchscreen laptop, so I think Aww. there was just a little speck of dust that was causing it to- Anyways. Uh, yes. Uh, he had them watch, um... What the heck? He had them watch uh, well-known streamers like uh, and YouTube stars like Logan Paul Ninja to get into a role. Yeah. But I think it's also interesting and kind of sad. Two people on The Mass Singer. <laughs> yeah, that's true. He also had them watch uh, people with literal no followings who would mm-hmm. offer tutorials to people on how to get a following. So he had people watch movies very similar to Kurt in a way uh, yeah. just to get into that role, which is sad. That Period. <laughs> um, so just one more thing I want to talk about before I get into my thoughts. Um, you know, obviously with like the the pandemic, um, things like streaming and live streaming have grown in popularity. So this movie kind of is timely in a bit. Uh, just Twitch alone has doubled the total hours uh, watched in the first quarter of 21, 2021 compared to the first quarter in 2020. I myself have started watching a lot of streamers that I did not before the pandemic. Pre-pandemic, I didn't watch any, but now there, I, I, I do it a lot. Um, and yeah, it, it's just like much more accessible now because it feels like all social media apps you can stream on, essentially. Yeah. Which is, which is interesting. So, let's get into my thoughts about this movie. All right. So is is the movie a bit heavy-handed at times? Sure. Sure. 
it's not overly heavy-handed, I don't think, but you, no. you know what you're getting with this. I, and I'll say <laughs> that most of the people he kills are bad people. Yeah. They're bad people for the most part. But it's satire. You know, you kind of forgive that. Does Joe Keery give a great performance? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think he's great in this. Yeah. I think he, he, he needed to be good. Like, it was a necessity that he be good because we were with him so much of the time. Yeah. And he's great. He's great. He's someone, like, <laughs> in real life, if I met this man, I would not want to hang out with him ever. I would not no. want to, nothing. But he does that so well. He does it so well. <laughs> and I can really tell that he watched streamers and, and YouTube people like that who, you know, don't have a following but like to think they do, are obsessed with it, like, et all right, hashtag the lesson, you know. Yes, correct. Yeah. He he does a great job with that. Yeah. An outstanding job. Yeah. So so good good for you, Joe Curie, on that for sure. Um, you have a premise here and they, they like come through with the premise. I don't know. You have uh, someone killing uh, an Uber driver, killing people for social media clout and they do that. And it's fun. Period. They do a yeah. fun job with it. Well, that's the thing. It's like, I feel like I've seen the like, you know, Uber driver, you know, or Lyft driver or whatever, like killing people just because they want to kill people. Yeah. And like, of course, that's a scary thing. And, you know, I've literally never taken an Uber by myself uh, yeah. for that reason. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, but like, it's interesting to see the take on it where it's like, oh, I'm going to do it for clout. Like it almost, you know, just because especially because we have so many like shootings and things like that. Yes. And you see a lot of like, you know, being afraid of the copycats being like, you even see at the end of this movie of like, don't, you know, we don't say his name because that gives copycats like more yeah. more power or just like more, you know, reason to do it again. For you sure. Know? Yeah. So it's definitely interesting just to see, you know, a horror movie that's about about social media clout, because I don't think I've seen that before. Yeah, for sure. Um my final thought well, I guess I have a couple thoughts, but like I think this is just a fun movie. Like yeah. it was on Hulu. Uh, you know, just watch it with your friends, enjoy it. Don't go to it for like a big moral or serious life advice. Go into it, have a good time, and you'll have a good time. Yeah. Um, I here's here's what I'll say that I think is tricky. And if we're if we're talking about it in the term of like what I greenlight this movie as a studio, I think it's kind of a tough movie to market in a way because sure. like you're kind of targeting a younger audience with this message. You're being like, hey, you're kind of too obsessed with social media and it can lead to bad things. So a younger crowd might not exactly super enjoy this. They might not want to hear the message, et cetera, et cetera. But you also have uh, an older crowd who might just, who might enjoy the message, but also like, wouldn't because of the it. way, yeah. yeah. And because of the way it's filmed and shot, you know, it, it's, they're they not used to stuff like, like that. They realize how much they nailed it, I yeah. guess. Yeah, and, and so it, it might be hard to market it to those people. I feel like it's perfect for us because we're in that weird, like between Gen Z and millennial yeah. era, era. And like, so we, we still obviously have a lot of social media. But we can step back. I mean, anyone can step back. I'm not calling out Zoomers, whatever. Like, calm down, y'all. Um, but, you know, it's like, I, I feel like this is perfect for if you're 23 through 28. Yeah. <laughs> this is a perfect movie. Perfect. <laughs> if you're in your mid-20s. <laughs> oh, God. Um, yeah, I, I like this movie. Uh, from, from a studio, it's hard. I'd say I'd say a soft green because once again I wouldn't have to put much money into this so True. even if it fails whatever but from an enjoyment perspective a solid green yeah well it's also too it's like you know 
you can at least say, oh, Stranger Things guy is the lead. You yeah, know, like, exactly. you might just know him as Stranger Things guy, but like... Joe Kiri, yeah. He's at least a decent name at this point. But and, I, you know, I, even if, again, even if you literally go even cheaper and don't get anyone that anyone knows in this movie... Yeah. You know what? It was so cheap. It was so cheap. <laughs> I, I will say, I... Well, our crowd would have watched it because we love movies like this. Just like, you know, whatever. But I, I will say what drew it to me was Joe Kiri. Yeah, that's definitely so. Fair. So I, I, I like your point about get one one person who people kind of know. You know, oh, it's Stranger Things. Oh, watch it. Fun concept. Yeah. I, I, I think that helped. Um, Should I do my two truths in a line now? I actually kind of like how we separated it last time. Okay, go for it. What do you think? You, th- you like that? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> that sounded weird. <laughs> Truth number one. Writer and director Eugene, not going to say his last name, wrote all the comments and usernames that appeared throughout the movie, and he claims he spent 40 all-nighters writing them. 40 all-nighters? Fact I feel two. like you could do that without having to stay up all night Fact 40 two. times. <laughs> when, Kurt Lee, when Kurt heads to Bobby's house to confront him about Bobby not promoting his live stream, Kurt mentions that he has seven kills so far. However, he has only killed six passengers in his car that night which foreshadows the reveal that he killed his mom at the beginning of the movie. Whoa, whoa, spoilers. Fact three. Originally, Kurt's username was supposed to be Kurt's World 69, but felt that that was too on, they felt that that was too on the nose, so they made it Kurt's World 96 to imply the year he was born. Oh, man, those are good. I really believe all of those. Um, can you tell me the first one again? Yeah. Writer and director Eugene wrote all the comments and usernames that appeared throughout the movie, and he spent 40 all-nighters writing them. Yeah, that one. I don't believe... I would not be surprised if you wrote them all. 40 all-nighters is a lot. That is true. What? That is true. The third one is false. (laughs) The third one is false. The Kurtz World 69. That's, That's totally a lie. I totally made that one up. That was good. Thank you. That's I such was, a real was, streamer name. I was really proud of that one, to be honest. <laughs> well, it, it worked perfectly that his name was Kurt's like, World hey, 96. 96. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh, switch that 69. We'll throw it in there, see what she thinks. And I did. Yeah, that's what he claimed. I don't know. I don't. I, I can't imagine that's fully true. Like, no way. I'm sure All well, Nighters like, is generous. Well, yeah, it's just like, what's the point of pulling All Nighters to do that? Yeah. I understand if you're like 40 work days or like, yeah, yeah. man, I... Lost a lot of sleep doing this, but like 40 all-nighters. No, okay. I, I 100% hear you. Maybe yeah. there are two lies in this. Maybe. Anyway. But. All right. Well, shall we move on then? Shall we dance? All right. So this is No Escape Room. No Escape Room. All right. So first of all, this is produced by Marvista. Yeah. Now, if you don't know Marvista, it's like Hallmark, but worse. Yeah. <laughs> And I, you know what? I hope I can do a Marvista movie someday because they sound they sound like a blast. Dear God, please. You know? But um, yeah. So it was a couple Christmases ago, I guess. Um, our our dear housemate Blake and I were just going through. I don't know. I think it bothers some of the people at our house, but like we just really like watching trailers for things for <laughs> sure. like an hour. Yep. <laughs> and not picking anything. Yep. <laughs> um. Yeah, so it was around the Christmas season, and we went through literally probably 40 different Christmas movie trailers on Hulu, and almost all of them were Marvista, yep. and they all looked terrible. Yep. Like, in in the best way. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So anyway, this is produced by Marvista. I didn't know they did horror movies. So I guess horror movies and Christmas movies. Horror movies and Christmas Good movies. Good stuff. Yeah. And I mean, you'll see when I talk about the actors that most of what they've done is horror movies and Christmas movies. Yes, ma'am. Anyway, um, I believe it's a Canadian production company, um, which... I, I believe this was also filmed in Canada and like all the actors are Canadian. So mm. all those things together, probably a Canadian company. Yeah. So here's the synopsis. When an escape room attraction turns from a fun bonding activity to a dangerous paranormal experience, a father and daughter must flee from an angry spirit. Yep. All right. Yeah. So this is, um, Gold. I could not find the budget or the box office, which is again, not a great sign, but I mean, I, while Marvista is a production company, I definitely get the vibe from all their movies that they're like, they're pretty indie. Like, they're pretty, they do some yeah. guerrilla filming, you know? Yeah. Like, which, you know, respect. I mean, like, I definitely respect anyone trying to make anything on on a micro budget. For sure. So, yeah, I mean, so this is definitely an indie thing. Um, whew, okay, so I'm debating if I want to talk about, uh, I guess, context about this movie aside from the people before or after. What do you think? Um, maybe talk about the people first. Get that out the way. Okay. Because there's not really many people you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like I'm going to list a lot of people, but I won't talk about them for long. Sure. So this was directed by Alex Merkin. Um, and it's kind of interesting because he, just as IMDb picture, looks like the lead guy in this movie. Does he really? Yeah. That's funny. Anyway, I don't, I don't like think they're really, sorry, whew, oh. I don't think they're related or anything, but yeah, they just kind of look similar to me. Mm, interesting. Um, anyway, he's done like lots of horror, nothing I've heard of though. Mm. Um, the writer is, uh, I can't read my writing, Jesse Middlestat. Ooh, Jesse Middlestat. Yeah. Um, it, definitely less credits than the director, but still like pretty much just horror. Okay. Um, okay, I actually, I'm going to have to pull up that thing I mentioned. Oh, yes, second. you will. That we've been waiting on for at least I a know, week. I know, yeah. So anyway, uh, so Jenny Ross is the lead girl in this. Um, She hasn't really been anything I've heard of, but she definitely has some Christmas movies under her belt, as well as some horror movies. Good, as she should. Yeah, as everyone should, really. Why yep. don't we? Um, Hold on, I need to pull up this thing real quick so I have it ready for you. Um. Wow, this is great. This is uh, <laughs> this is perfect podcasting. Hold on, let me scroll back and see if I can find my dad's joke. Okay. All right. Now, okay, now we're both go. not talking. <laughs> yep, I found it. I found it. We're good. Okay. We're good. Okay, so I'm gonna put a pin in that. Um. Okay. So, uh, oh, I can't read my writing. Uh, Mark. Hmm. Uh, I believe is how it's pronounced. Okay. So it's just interesting. He just like looks like he probably auditioned for Poe in, in the new Star Wars trilogy. Okay. Like that's just kind of the vibe he gives off to me. Yeah. He was in a lot of Christmas movies. Um, and then a lot of like smaller TV appearances, like, you know, between one and five episodes. Um, he was on Supernatural, Arrow, Smallville, The Secret Circle. He was on 26 episodes of a series called Helix <laughs> that I haven't heard of. Um, okay. He was in a show called Rain. Uh, so the E I G N that kind of rain. Yeah. Um, I Zombie and Private Eyes. Um, yeah, and there's actually definitely some crossover with some of these other actors too. Yeah. Okay. Uh, next we have Hamza Hawk. He played a character named Tyler. Um, he was, you know, those were those two actors were the father daughter. Yeah. And there are a few other people in the escape room. So, uh, this guy. He had an uncredited role as a refugee in Mother, that Jennifer Lawrence movie. 
And I'm, to be honest, I'm never quite sure on IMDb if uncredited means you were an extra and you tagged yourself on IMDb or if it's like you had a role that was cut. Uh, I think or it like we're kind of like almost like a featured extra thing where you didn't have lines, but like you had a decent size sure role in a way. Um, but anyway, but he was in Mother. Um, and then pretty much the only other big thing is he did voiceover for Assassin's Creed. Oh, which game? Uh, Origins. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Oh, and then one actually, the I do ones. have a couple other things. So one of them is something I have to show you. Um, so Here this is not him, but he was in a movie where the poster looks like this. <laughs> so yeah this guy looks like jackson <laughs> jesus i see that a little bit older he definitely looks older but it's like i saw this picture and i was like whoa because it's really close up on his face that's and i was like 15 years blue eyes b- blonde beard yeah yeah that's that's basically it um oh well actually i will say if i pull up the whole thing this is his like whole face ah. but the poster only showed like a little bit of his face Sure. Anyway, I will post that on social media shortly. But cool. that's called uh, Bradley Borgen, the actor who could not cry. That's what mm. that's called. Uh, so he was in that. And then his big break, what it seems like after this, is a 2020 series called Transplant. Uh, he's been in 14 episodes so far, but like he's on the poster. like He's the oh, top cool. build okay. person. Gotcha. So good for him. Uh, Catherine Davis, another person. Um, she's you know another person in the escape room trying to get out. Uh, a is lot she the of daughter? the... No, no, no. The daughter was the first person gotcha. I said okay, um, cool, cool, that cool. Uh, Jenny Ross. Gotcha. Yeah. So Catherine Davis uh, was in a lot of the same kind of stuff. Christmas movies. Also did voiceover for Assassin's Creed. Huh. Was also in that Rain show. Wow. Uh, they all know each other. Yeah. And, you know, again, all from Canada. Like, I feel like it's just a smaller market there, you know, especially if you go yeah. down to like, oh, Toronto specific, Vancouver specific. Yeah, for sure. Anyway. Um, so it's just interesting. Uh, and the last actor I'm going to talk about is Dennis Andres. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's done a lot of like again more Hallmark type stuff. You know, probably other stuff with Marvista. Honestly. Honestly. Um, he actually did mocap for a Fast and Furious video game. Oh, cool. So that's interesting. Um, I'm yeah. Sure that anyway, game was bad. Those are about all of our people. I'm gonna skip my two truths to lie briefly. This movie also had no trivia, just like my movie last <laughs> week. Yeah. So I came up with something else for this. All right. All right. But what I want to talk about. Because this is set in an escape room. And escape rooms as a whole are like a huge industry now. Yeah. But they really weren't that big not that long ago. So let's talk about escape rooms. Let's um, do it. So first of all, the concept of this came from escape room games, which I used to play on my computer all the time. It was like Escape 365 was the website I would go to. And it just had tons of like flash games. So those came before... Yeah. The oh yeah. Rooms. Oh yeah. Huh. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I played those games so much. Um, yeah. like in high school and early college. Um, yeah. Anyway. Um. So there are a few different elements that sort of combine to create the escape room experience. So obviously, yeah. there's like haunted houses. There's sort of a scavenger hunt aspect, mm-hmm. and then you know it's kind of the big three things aside from the the video game influence is haunted houses, scavenger hunts, and interactive theater. Um, oh sure. So I know the wikipedia article i read um <laughs> specifically cited you know things like sleep no more which is of course the the macbeth based um immersive theater in new york the yep. new york area set um that's yeah based on macbeth and an yep. immersive and in a hotel um nailed it yeah 
So there's also, they're saying that maybe it was partly inspired by, um, there's a chain entertainment venue called Five Wits that I guess puts together interactive adventures that may have contributed to this craze as well. You know, okay. may have sort of partly inspired that. Sure. Um, because it was, it was successful and they were creating these interactive adventures. Yeah. Okay. So the first modern escape room is thought to be something called True Dungeon, which was at Gen Con Indy in Indianapolis. But so it was kind of like a pop-up thing. Sure. Um, but it was basically like, you know, there was teamwork involved, puzzle challenges, you have to get through this dungeon, right? Yeah. Um, kind of like how you do Sounds in Dungeons fun. and Dragons, but yeah. like you're actually there. Sure. So cool. Um When was that? Uh, I don't remember. I didn't <laughs> okay. write that down. <laughs> Sorry. Seems like that's important. But yeah, okay. that would be pretty important. You're right. No, I want to say it was like late two thousands. Okay. Um what was it called? Uh, True Dungeon. Okay. Uh, and it's it's from the company True Adventure, I will say. Um, anyway, so the first like permanent escape room was actually in Japan. Uh, it was called Real Escape Game. Oh. Yeah, and you know they kind of like sort of contributed to other like pop ups. You know, like that specific company was brought to a lot of other countries. Um, and helped get that craze around. Um, gotcha. There were also new companies that popped up in Australia and Singapore, hmm. and then the Real Escape game was brought to San Francisco in 2012. Gotcha. So that was sort of when like a an escape room that was more permanent kind of hit the United yeah. States. You know, that was specifically like marketed as an escape room. True Dungeon 2003. Um, uh, there you go, 2003. Mm-hmm. Wow, so early 2000s. Yeah. Um. Anyway, in 2013, um, Puzzle Break in Seattle became the first U.S.-based escape room company. Oh. So cool. Puzzle break. Um, There's also an interesting one that is very specifically related to this movie because this movie is about like they're going through this house. They there's like one key they have to get for the five people they have to save. Right. Which is kind of like them, you know. Yeah. Anyway. um, So they have to find these keys. And there's actually a Hungarian based. um, Escape room company, basically, even though they didn't call it that called Parapark. And. It was founded by a personal trainer, and oh, the whole thing related to it is, A, either finding keys, you know, solving puzzles to find keys, yeah. or getting to keys that are in really hard-to-reach spots. Okay. So it's it's like an escape room, but with more of a physical element, Sure, for, yeah. is what it sounds like. Okay. Um, so that was interesting. So uh, by November 2019, 50,000 escape rooms were worldwide. It's wow. probably even more now. And I think that the biggest thing is that, you know, right at the beginning... It's more expensive now, but right at the beginning, there was a very low startup cost because, you know, usually when you open a store, it's like you have to replace the inventory. Yeah. And not everyone who comes in buys something. Sure. With an escape room, you don't have to replace the inventory. Mm -hmm. And every person who plays pays like at least 15 bucks. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's like it was very, very lucrative. Um, Unfortunately, now it's a little harder. You know, it can cost as much as like. 50 grand to create a puzzle room because people expect things that are more elaborate for sure you know because it's it's a much more established industry now whereas like sorry i didn't say the startup cost at the beginning including like rent you know was like seven grand wow you know like estimated higher barrier to entry now definitely definitely yeah but um yeah anyway with the takeoff of escape rooms as a whole um, mm-hmm. also caused a takeoff of escape room movies. Yes, it did. Yeah. So there were actually two different movies called Escape Room that came out in 2017. <sighs> and one of them starred Skeet Ulrich. I don't know if you Skeet. remember that name. He was the boyfriend in Scream. Yes, he was. <laughs> yeah. Skeet Ulrich, baby. Skeet. Yeah. Skeet. <laughs> 
Yeah, and I'm pretty sure I mentioned he was in an escape room movie. Who yeah. knew it would all come back full Who circle? Who knew? Anyway, um, and then there is actually another escape room franchise that is currently going on. This one came out in 2018. Oh, wow. I don't think it's getting a sequel. <laughs> um, but uh, Escape Room, there's another movie called Escape Room that came out in 2019 that is Jesus. definitely the most popular of all of these. Has like over 90,000 reviews on IMDb. Oh, wow. Has like, it has like 6.4 out of 10 on IMDb. Huh. And um, it's getting a sequel coming out this year. Oh, nice. With the same people. Who Who is in it? Anyone of note? Uh, I'll look I, I didn't going. remember any of the names, to be honest, off the top of my head. Okay. Um, so I don't think it was anyone really big. Sure. Um, I think it's like mostly younger people, like not child actors, but like high school to college age sure. kind of vibes. Actually, wait. This Tyler, I recognize Tyler Labine. Keep going. Oh, okay. That name actually sounds familiar too. We just, you say. Oh, he was in Tucker Dale versus Evil. He was Dale. Oh, well, there you go. He's in it. Boom. That's cool. Escape room. Yep. Escape room. Escape room. Anyway, um, okay, so let's talk about my thoughts about this movie. Talk about your thoughts. Yeah, this is another one, kind of like Tenet, where we uh, didn't really know what was going on for a lot of it. <laughs> well, it was kind of like because at the it was confusing, it, because they did a poor job of explaining uh, what was going yeah, on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So at the beginning of the escape room, they drink this like tea. So, of course, anytime someone drinks something and then bad stuff happens, you have to imagine, like, okay, were they drugged? Is that, yeah. You know, like, is this a hallucination? Especially with this movie. Yeah, it's it kind of just like there were a lot of sort of trippy things going on where it's kind of like, all right, are we going to find out at the end this was all a dream? Yeah. Now we didn't. However, it's still kind of unclear what happened. It um, is very unclear, yeah. Yeah, so there was, in a way, there were kind of like time traveling elements to this too. Yes, this they is were. more like Tenet than I realized, actually. I, I was thinking about it as you were talking about it. I'm like, huh. Yeah. Yeah, um, a very yeah it's kind of like. You know, they go through the rooms, they're kind of losing people, and then they find themselves in the same rooms again. They have to solve the same puzzles they did again, and they've changed a little bit. They've adapted, you know. And there's supposedly, like, an angry spirit, according to the synopsis, but yeah. again, it's unclear if they're just drugged. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for I sure. I don't know. Yeah, anyway, um, long story short, I didn't really like it and um <laughs> you know it's like i don't even know that this was necessarily as fun bad as we usually like to go in this house yeah uh i gotta be honest with all of you folks uh whenever we watched this i was i don't know how to say this i don't remember much of this movie <laughs> i'll yeah, say that <laughs> and i was paying attention i was trying it's i just not like the, i would just just for me that night i don't have as much to contribute <laughs> that's fair yeah. Um, Once again, I think it's a dumb movie, so you could probably have fun making fun of it. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> what I gotta say about it. Yeah, I I I don't know. It's like I can't imagine this really made much money. Yeah, I, you know I, what I mean. Yeah, and it's like sure. this is from. I don't think that this was even low budget compared to this studio's other movies because all their movies are low budget. Correct. So I just don't think, even from a production standpoint, that this movie was really worth it. It's kind of just what they do. And from a personal standpoint, I also don't think it was worth it yeah. to watch. All right. So double red. <laughs> double red. Ending with a double red. But not ending. That's right. Two I have one more life. little thing. So again, like Give I said, there me. was no trivia for this. But I did find a tagline for this movie. Ooh, okay. All right. So one of them is the real tagline. Two of them are fake. Oh, wow. Okay. So I got Okay. Yeah. But it's two out of three. You know, sure. you'll be fine. Uh, tagline number one. This isn't a game. Okay. Tagline number two. Play or pay. Okay. Tagline number three. Solve 
to survive. What was the first one again? This isn't a game. I think it's the third one. The third one is the real one? Yeah. Dang it. Let's go. Is the first one from Saw? Did you get that from somewhere? No, I just made it up, but it's probably from something. Because <laughs> what 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 was it again? Oh shoot, I actually meant to talk about Saw. Yeah, because Saw now I think, you know, obviously it's not technically an escape room movie, but it is that like, oh, you know, I'm playing with my food kind of horror, you know, where it's yeah. like I'm setting traps, you know, like all kinds of almost puzzles in a way that you have to get around and get out of. Yeah, totally. Anyway. Totally. Maybe a little bit slightly Saw-inspired, but definitely not as gory. A bit of Saw inspiration. And maybe more plot uh, than no. Saw. Saw's tagline is, every piece has a puzzle. Ah, there you go. All right. Um. Okay, that's all I got. That's all I got, too. Thank okay. you for listening. Yeah, we really appreciate it. Once again, We'll be back be for real next week. This yeah. is a dream. Even Yeah, you're in an escape room right now, and you're going to wake up and realize you're still there yep okay uh yeah uh uh, wish us fun on the beach because that's what we're doing right now fun in the sun all right love you guys we'll see you later Bye. bye